0: From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey everyone, it's Susan. And it's Kitty. And today we're clowning around and talking about the Maid of Mischief herself, the clown princess of Gotham City the clown princess of crime in Gotham City. Wow, I can't talk (laughs) today. Her names are a little too much. I know. (laughs) Come on. Uh, From studying psychology to being just kind of a psycho, uh, her life was forever changed at Arkham Asylum when she met the Joker.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Bum, 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 bum.
0: (laughs) Ha ha. She's gone from Gotham City Sirens to the Suicide Squad and she's been trying to leave her past as a supervillain behind. So let's rev up today's discussion. Vroom, vroom. It's Harley (laughs) It's Harley Quinn then and now. I
1: mean, we're already laughing so that's a know, good sign. <laughs> I know I,
0: I mean how much fun is this character and to be able to
1: talk about her evolution and I was secretly hoping you'd do that all in her like New York accent. But I can't do her voice. Oh, okay. I really that's wish fair. I I really wish I could. We need like, to get to Tara Strong, Arlene Sorkin yeah, we need, we, and we can, can totally we all?
0: get them all in but like I can't do that voice because like I can't go up that high. I've tried like I can be like <laughs> I'm not. Gonna. Eventually, maybe I'll slip into it throughout just the call. Him qu- Mr. J, Mr. J. As you say, who among us has not tried to do Harley Quinn's? Oh, voice at some point, I totally life? have tried to do Harley Quinn's voice, but I really, really can't. So maybe I'll try at some point during this podcast, and y'all can laugh at me from the comfort of your own home, but uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts, maybe in the car. But uh, right now, we're just going to talk Harley. So absolutely, one of my favorite things about this character is that like. We're talking then and now, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, like, this is like my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen the evolution of Harley in the same way I've seen, like, like, her, she was introduced in Batman the Animated Series, which mm-hmm. happened when I was a kid. And like now throughout all of her comics and her video games and mm-hmm. now movies, like, it's been really, really cool to watch this character evolve from just like Joker's oh. Girlfriend, yeah, Joker's (laughs) favor, like literally to,
1: you know, Margot Robbie. I know, wow. And and it's cool because she's a comic, she's a quintessential comic book character, but she debuted as yeah, an animated character. She,
0: cre- she was created for the the animated show. So she just... And she was supposed to be a one-off character in one episode. <laughs> oh, that's just, funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing, is when you, like, when you... Because I had... Wow, I can't talk today. I'm just so excited to talk about Harley. She's, like, such a cool character. But, um... I got the chance to go to a Batman the Animated Series panel at Comic-Con a few years ago that had, like, you know, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini and mm. Kevin Conroy and, like, yeah. ev- all the essentials when we are talking about Batman the Animated Series. And they told the story about how, apparently, Harley was just supposed to be a one-off character. And, like, what? We're talking 20, thir- how many years later? How old are you? now? I'm kidding. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, um, like 25 years later she's yeah. still around she's still
1: a fan favorite not People only is she still around she has transcended like all the all the checkpoints for like a media character like oh, video yeah. games comics animation film
0: yeah film more, most recently I know it's it, it's been really really awesome to watch a character that I just knew was like this funny girl like, like evolve mm-hmm. into who she's become like her own she's her own character now she's had her own solo series in comics several times oh yeah and just have and she's had so many like just classic writers and artists like take her on like the amount of harley quinn you can see everywhere like i have a harley quinn cosplay like like
1: people have taken to her she is one of yeah she is one of like the fan favorite characters in all of in all of pop culture absolutely and like (laughs) i
0: think that For me, um, when I'm talking about the then and the beginnings of Harley, I think that one of the things that people all can understand about her is they all understand the idea that, like, someone else can make you crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, and while – And (laughs) And and how. And I say that from, like, this point of, like – I personally do not really care for Harley and the Joker's relationship. I like them better as individual characters, and I'm—I—I do not think I'm alone in that sense. Mm-hmm. However, like no one can deny that that draw you have to someone who just makes you out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that you can possibly do. It's those dangerous attractions. There's there's but there. But the thing is, is it's not even necessarily. A, a, an attraction. It's, right. it's like you can have a friendship where all of a sudden you're doing things and you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I don't behave this way. Getting
1: tacos at 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, who, like, who am yeah. I? <laughs> you're, yeah,
0: exactly. You're just like, I hate Taco Bell. Why am I eating it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, or, you know, you're committing like crimes. Or, you know, Gotham yeah, City. you're committing crimes in Gotham City and blowing up buildings. Like, that's something else where you have like a very successful career in psychology. You are like a, like you work at Arkham Asylum, the like biggest Psych ward in your city. Mm-hmm. You, she had quite
1: a career, and then it always leaves you thinking afterwards. Was this always? Was this? And it's a fictional character, so yeah. the writer. But was this pre- inevitable? But, that yeah. What you, was this always? A part of was this always inside of Harlene Quinzel, or was mm-hmm. this something? Would she have just continued to be a psychologist who examined these patients?
0: Right. um But, but they also say, like, what it takes a certain type of person to <laughs> examine a serpent, certain type of person. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was always in her, and it just happened to be the Joker that brought it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, I, yeah.
1: oh, sorry, no, no, go saying, ahead, go ahead. Intended to be a one off character. I we I know we did cover it in a past um in the top ten Joker moments. Probably I believe. Yeah. I need to get a list of all of our podcasts. Yeah, I know.
0: Um, We're having like a podcast universe right now and we don't <laughs> even know the links. <laughs> but uh
1: so so what was that like first appearance like in that she was gonna be oh, a one off character? <laughs>
0: the thing is is like as someone who watched it as a child and, and watched it live, um she was the, I don't know how they intended it to only her (laughs) to only be a one-off character because Even as a kid, I took to her right away because she's fun. She presents this really awesome other side to the Joker where like you have all of a sudden the Joker's the serious one, (laughs) you know, because she's the one who's like, want to rev up your holly? And like, you know, like, see what I mean? I can't do the voice. She's She's calling calling Mr. J and Puddin and like, like all these like pet names that you would never apply to the Joker. And so she's like, she presents this entire other
1: side where it's just like Joker's the straight man. Like, yes, where it's like whoa, like he's actually, he's getting business done. And yeah, she's She's the one who's like, want to rev up your holly? And
0: like, like, see what I mean? I can't do the voice. Um, (laughs) But like, it's, it was so cool to watch that happen. And, and even as a kid, you take to, oh, she has a funny clown costume. She has a cute little voice. And like, she's got hyenas. Yeah, she has pet hyenas and like all these fun things that of course you take to. Mm -hmm. And she, Even when she's serious and she's going, like, nutso. Like, I also come back to... I loved the the comic series Gotham City Sirens. Mm. And you have her dynamic with the women in that. But what happens when she thinks someone's, like, coming between her and Mr. J or when she thinks the Joker has left her. Like, how easily she snaps and becomes this complete psychotic, like, crazy person. Like, hell hath no fury. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, it's really relatable <laughs> in, in like the most extreme way like, i can't
1: wait to watch you become a supervillain now. I know.
0: well i mean that's and i think that that's something why she's so popular because mm-hmm. i think that that's something that even regardless as to whether or not we want to admit it um we all have triggers mm-hmm. and we all have things that make us just lose it sometimes mm-hmm. like whether that's like crying when you see something in particular in a movie or like like everyone can relate to like that hair that hairline trigger that all of a sudden just you snap and then you're behaving completely differently Mm -hmm. so i think that to me that's harley is like that that relatable element of wow and then you know because, like, w- w- with her and, and her and her ladies, like, w- the way she is with Poison Ivy and Selena, like, she snaps at Selena, she goes completely nuts all across Gotham, and then she comes back to their apartment, and it's kind of like, hey, so I did a bunch of stuff.
1: <laughs> and, like, that, to me, is the most relatable part of her, mm-hmm. is, like... And then she's got her girl gang to back her up. Yeah, and, like, her
0: girls are ride or die, like, for lack of a better way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Like, they they are, like, yeah, all right, I guess we're doing this now. Like... <laughs> and i And I love that about her, whereas like, yes, this is an extreme situation, mm-hmm. but I think that that's a relatable one if that <laughs> makes any sense at all
1: <laughs> well and it's it's also fun to see her her relationship, I think for me, with Ivy when you're talking about like going back to the characters and their dynamic with um Gotham City Sirens, there was a recent comic book series by um Amy Chu, and it was Poison Ivy, The Cycle of Life and Death. And Catwoman, I don't believe, featured in that one very heavily, but um, it was uh, um, I was going to call them Harvey. Um, (laughs) Harley and Ivy. Is that their couple name? (laughs) Now that that they're married in an else world. Oh yeah, Yeah. in Injustice 2. They they split up in that world as well, but they they had been married. Comic books, guys, read uh, Injustice 2. um, (laughs) Poison Ivy, Cycle of Life and Death. That one was really cool because it's a lot of Harley and Ivy, but they are kind of the protagonists of that oh, series, yeah. and um, they're both. Those women are both brilliant doctors, and so <laughs> somehow uh, Harley gets the crazy cat back in the bag, and she, her Harlene Quinzel, is still a secret identity. Yeah, um, and so she actually, she and uh, Pam uh, show up as as their doctors selves, yeah. and so they are they are the sympathetic protagonists against. Some some pretty nasty dudes, but it's really cool to see that there's that other side to her. But there's shades of gray with with the sirens and and especially Harley. Like I was gonna say, have you read Gotham City Sirens? I haven't. I haven't you should read totally all of it. read Gotham City Sirens.
0: Um, I think it's only like twenty issues, but <laughs> only <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's all in trade now. You can get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same. Th- I mean, they don't go out as doctors, but it's the same type of thing. Those women are the protagonists of that story. Mm-hmm. So the the people who are the, you know, the villains in mm-hmm. it are are not them. It's like, you know, the Joker actually becomes a villain, but mm-hmm. also Selena Kyle's crazy sister is a villain at one point. And like, they have these crazy, these really cool dynamics with each other that you just see kind of like the girl gang aspect and like the support that they have for each other. And I think that that's something that's really endearing about Harley herself is mm-hmm. that she's, the whole reason that the three of them get an apartment together because Ivy and Catwoman don't get along. (laughs) So Harley's the link between the two of them. Mm -hmm. They both love Harley. And I think that that's something to be said. It, It also harkens back to things like the point in the comics, and this happened later than the Gotham city sirens, but the point in the comics where Harley is up against black canary and they're fighting in an alley. And then halfway through the fight, Harley, Figures out that Canary's pregnant, and then will ref- and then refuses to fight her mm-hmm. anymore. So it's it's things like that that bring Harley back from from the like rev up your Harley crazy hyena lady in love with Mister J and like all that stuff like that bring her back down to this relatable woman who just has been hurt.
1: Because <laughs> there are so many villains where you think, okay, if they're gonna get a solo comic book series, and I know that a lot of characters um do bridge the line nowadays to like anti hero who have that yeah. skewed sense of justice. But there's I mean, basically so, all the women that we just mentioned. There are do. so many villains that you couldn't do a solo series for because when they win, it's bad for everyone else and it hurts. But Harley, because of her past and the ways in which she has been hurt previously, she is someone who you do want to see win and and in a lot of modern comics, especially the um, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti. Oh my God, pol- I love uh, that solo series. series. That's kind of, that that's was, kind of like the quintessential nowadays. I know. Harley. I
0: mean, I would say anybody who's coming into comics now who is really loving Harley Quinn should definitely pick up that series. It's, Absolutely. And having, harley be the point you know the solo the antagonist the it's her story and
1: it's and she and her she does some crazy things i was gonna say the way that she gets to her own little skewed like sense of justice sometimes is very funny i mean she's got um She's got like a taxidermized yeah, beaver um, <laughs> friend now that kind of is like her Jiminy Cricket, but yeah, is like a little a, bit is like this creepy stuffed beaver. And so like there is still that funny and like you you remember that your protagonist is a little bit crazy, but you you want to see her pull off a, vi- a victory every now and oh, then, yeah. which is is fun. But and I think that's that, where you get like Suicide Squad,
0: yeah. And then you, when you come back to the origin of her, mm-hmm. it all comes down to that. The reason we want to see her succeed is because. we saw her hurt yes we saw her vulnerable and we saw her completely not be herself and then we've watched her kind of gain that back Mm -hmm. and then when she loses it again it's like we we come from a place (laughs) of feeling sympathetic towards her so i think that that's an important thing to mention going forward with harley quinn because Mm -hmm. she is that
1: person Mm -hmm. yeah so when they announced that they were doing Suicide Squad and and I and I know people have feelings about this movie but I I want to argue that like it was Harley Quinn's movie. Oh, it like, was. They should have just made that a Harley Quinn movie cuz she was
0: she had the the best emotional arc too out oh, of yeah. everything. Like, you know, you saw every moment of her like g- you know, giving her trust to the Joker, losing like her faith in him. Like there mm-hmm. there was Margot Robbie just knocked
1: it out of the park with that. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, her, and her aesthetic kind of inspired the whole, like, the marketing for the film. I mean, cause it was, it was, it was Harley Quinn featuring a few of her zany friends, like, really. And, and that's why it's really exciting that they're, they that are talking about this. Basically, doing that. Development. As the next word. <laughs> yeah, basically, with the development of of the Birds of Prey film that is mm-hmm. swirling in the news right now, and I don't want to get my hopes up about like, I mean, there's always news, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Margot Robbie had that incredible like, it's one of those lightning in a bottle characters where it's like, could we really? Because the Joker has showed up in so many incarnations. Oh yeah, and, and he's been in countless versions of because you're like, oh okay, another another live action version of the Joker. Yeah. But like this was a big this was a big one. Could you take this incredible fan favorite character, and if and if she doesn't stick the landing in the live action universe, that's that's crazy. But I, I think they they pulled it off with her. And it, to wow. me, it was that moment <laughs> where uh,
0: and there were lots of great Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn moments in Suicide Squad, um, in spite of everyone's feelings about the picture as a whole. Like um, Margot Robbie. To me, the moment where she was really, really Harley was the moment where she's like crying on the hood of a car oh. and then the rest of the squad comes out and she has to like like put the face back on essentially. Yeah. She's and like,
1: you, hey, like how's it going? And you like, realize
0: that like her makeup is more than just like the clown makeup that she wears. It's mm-hmm. like she's covering up an immense feeling of hurt because she was left by the Joker again. And this always happens. And like, you know, it to to me it's just... Again, I keep repeating myself on the fact that she's a vulnerable character that people can relate to because everyone knows how that feels. Yeah. And Margot Robbie, I think, just nail on the head, just just hit it with the character. Mm-hmm. And she knew exactly how to portray vulnerability masked by humor and smarts.
1: And. And even those moments of like, is she, is that a joke? Is she joking or is she like being serious in the, in the crazy thing? Like Mm -hmm. I love when she's like, oh, the voice, like the voices are telling me to kill everyone in the prison yard. Oh, no, just, just kidding. I'm just like, it's like, is she kidding? (laughs) But to have, to have that character who, when we see her away from the Joker and see how that affects her, I think that's something that a lot of um, DC properties are exploring in alternate universes, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is cool because it's, in those instances where where you have a character whose past is so shaded by something else or that that huge occurrence, what happens when you distance them from it? And so, um, I mean, the ones that I noted out, and we don't have to talk about all of them, but Injustice, DC Bombshells, and DC Superhero Girls are all depicting her as independent from the Joker. I mean, DC Superhero Girls doesn't even have the Joker in it because it's, such, well, yeah, it's yeah, it it couldn't, and so she's that fun, pranky like protagonist and so that's it's fascinating to see that they're adapting that character for a younger audience and she's she's a fun supportive and caring person and she and she does have her friends that she can go back to and I mean Poison Ivy's also in it so they are friends and not Mass murders and supervillains. Um, <laughs> what? They don't have know, mass like do. murdering women for little <laughs> girls? But but in the Injustice and DC Bombshells universes too, it's it's cool. Um bombshells, since it's a period piece, is a little bit different and the Joker is this weird metaphysical entity that has to deal with like um it's hard to explain because he yeah. doesn't come until later. But but Harley is still that fun-loving, but she has a shaded past and she – works with the other heroines to overcome that and be more than just the fool who has to put on a happy face for others. Um, But I think the most interesting one is, is the injustice universe because she was with the Joker and the Joker gets killed. And then she has to gain the trust of the heroes because she wants to do something with her life now that she's away from him. Mm -hmm. And she did love him and she's affected by that. But... um, she actually becomes a fully fledged member of the Justice League by the That's end of the Inver- Injustice Universe. So it's, see, it's cool cuz she still retains that that craziness especially in the universes where she has been touched by the Joker in yeah. some way, but that distance she puts when they when they take her away from that, it's cool to see what the character becomes. You're honestly just describing more of the like
0: same character, which is kind <laughs> of crazy in in, in itself mm-hmm. in and of itself. Um because she is that person like somehow across elf worlds and video games and you and her solo series but they all keep to this basic character that has been hurt mm-hmm. and how she deals with her hurt is obviously different depending on like how in it she is with the joker or but the thing is is like she moves forward and she's constantly moving forward mm-hmm. and that's the most relatable thing that we could possibly (laughs) say about her is like, no matter what she's moving forward. The most surprising thing I'm I'm taking from this
1: podcast is that Harley is a more relatable character than most people think. Oh yeah. It's so easy to distance yourself with the like, okay, well I'm not a killer and I don't have hyenas and I don't put, makeup on my face like that and i don't have
0: a super dysfunctional relationship like you you know what i mean like because most people just put her right next to the joker right and when you take her away from the joker
1: and strip off that harlequin facade like yeah
0: you have like a woman who's a really good friend who had a bad relationship at one point (laughs) who um you know made a career for herself but and doesn't
1: always get it right but yeah she's still trying yeah Yeah,
0: she's moving (laughs) forward. Like, I think that that's the best thing we could possibly say about Harley Quinn is that she's she's that person. Mm -hmm. She's that person that, you know, that has had to reinvent herself for whatever reason. And And she's
1: even leading the Suicide Squad in the comics, which is fun because that's a team of reformed villains. And it's so or at least villains who are trying to do a little bit of good to make up for the bad stuff they've done. And so she is leading that team. We couldn't means, ask for a better leader, honestly, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, oh my gosh, and no, I just i I think the the fan favoriteness of the character and the reason she's appeared in so many video games and comics and and constantly everything, the lego movies and stuff, like everything just attests to how fun and outlandish she is to put in your piece of media, but how many relatable themes you can get through in her character. But I
0: also, I think it's interesting too to, to note that it's not even just like, cause we keep talking about her and her relationship to other women and to the Joker, but it's not just that the people who love Harley aren't just any sort of one particular group. It's, mm-hmm. it's across the board because I think as humans, we can all relate to rebuilding yourself mm-hmm. and that's what Harley's doing and they she,
1: love her despite her flaws they love her because of her flaws yeah so that's get you a girl gang like harley I quinn know. Has. like oh look at this. Uh, yeah this <laughs> yeah i was like wow i feel really proud to have like a harley
0: quinn at my desk like, right now <laughs> <laughs> So, um, if fans are looking to follow some of Harley's classic adventures I would suggest start with Batman the Animated Series and go from there Uh, you'd also want to pick up Mad Love which is the first series that Harley ever appeared in um, which was written by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim and Mm -hmm. art by Bruce Tim so you're kind of going to want to start start at the beginning Mad Love is a fun read it's one volume it was a limited series so you can pick that up very easily and definitely watch all of Batman the Animated Series if I haven't gone that's
1: a good recommendation for, for just for
0: life in general <laughs> you should everyone should just watch all of Batman the Animated Series if you're an Amazon Prime member it's all on Prime Video for free <laughs> just saying
1: and modern stuff uh Amanda Connor Jimmy Palmiotti anything with their names on it I mean that's kind of the quintessential modern oh, yeah Harley there's the I mean you've got the roller derby version of her and like <laughs> the the kind of updated uh with the pig pigtails and, and the yeah, yeah the dip dyed hair mm-hmm. which is what we see in Suicide Squad um if you're brave enough, do watch Suicide Squad. I mean, at least appreciate Margot Robbie's performance because we're going to be seeing more of that. I yeah. Think that's fantastic. And then, I mean, just, just look for DC Elseworlds type of stuff because- Harley Harley's everywhere. I mean, yeah. like she's everywhere. Um, and fun fact that I wanted to get in before we leave: Tara Strong and Hinden Walsh are the voice actresses who who do her voice in most of the mm-hmm. stuff. And they are the voices of Raven and Starfire from Teen Titans. Oh my God, you nerd! That's Had adorable. Had to make a Teen Titans reference. Of course you did. I think that's fun because they're they're definitely in the DC way with those characters. Also, but. try to
0: seek out that one video of. Tara Strong and Mark Hamill doing the voices where they're talking to each other IRL as Joker and Harley. Yes. So good. That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's not hard to find Harley stuff, especially nowadays. So Mm -hmm. just do a little bit of digging, figure out which version of her you want to see because it's it's all there and it's all pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: when you strip her down to just... These basic elements of Harley Quinn, they're all there in every form of media that you could possibly find with her in it. So that's pretty spectacular, too. So you, you don't just have to look for a particular version you like because the version you like is somewhere in whatever you're reading or watching. <laughs> um All right. So from her animated origins as Joker's best gal to breaking away and becoming an anti-hero all on her own, Harley Quinn has been a complex and comedic figure throughout her history. She may be a bit crazy, uh, but even apart from the Joker, she shines with her own compassion and skewed sense of justice. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's Harley Quinn, then and now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit GeekSideshow.com.